Welcome to Pet Sitter Confessional. Today we're brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. How do you identify the pain points that your clients have when they come to you? And what can we learn from a lawyer about reading the room and communicating well to our clients? Today, we are very excited to have Kevin Johnson, owner of Planet Paws Pet Care, to talk about his background as a lawyer, how he uses those skills to gain that know, like, and trust factor during the meet and greet, and how to walk that line between understanding whether a client is really all that needy, on high maintenance, or are they just a rational and passionate pet owner? Let's get started. Yes, Colin. Thanks for having me. Uh, Really excited to be here. My name is Kevin Johnson. Uh, I am the owner of Planet Paws Pet Care, along with my wife, Christy. We are in Macomb County, Michigan, which is the northern suburb of Detroit. We're about eight miles north of Detroit. And we started our business in September of 2021. We were just coming out of the pandemic at that point. And uh, this is what everybody finds most interesting about me is that I spent the last 18 years of my life as a criminal defense lawyer here in Michigan. And when I was uh, coming out of the pandemic, uh, like every other business that I was running or everybody was running, I had to rebuild. And while I was rebuilding my law practice, uh, I was looking at pet sitting. And the reason why I was looking at pet sitting is because we have two dogs ourselves and we were trying to find adequate pet care. We knew we were going to start going on vacations again. And in the past, we've always had family members that were able to watch our dogs. We've never really knew pet sitting existed, you know, four years ago. So as I was trying to find somebody to watch our dogs, I really wasn't impressed with what was in my area here. So a friend of mine had recommended Rover. I went on there to take a look on there and I'm like, "Hmm, this is interesting. Okay. Find some people here. And it kind of, I don't know what it was, but something just hit me and I'm like, you know, they do, they do a lot of overnight boarding and our dogs are very dog oriented people, so to speak. They love being with dogs. They love playing with dogs. So I thought, you know, while I'm rebuilding my practice, you know, if a little extra money comes in, maybe we'll just, you know, we'll board a couple of dogs for other people on there. So research the uh, meet and greets and, and how to, so I got on Rover and started doing that. Then I thought, yeah, why don't I pick up a couple of dog walks, you know, during the day I've got time, you know, still waiting for, you know, courts to open up and everything. So I started doing some walks and it was probably about five months later, I went to my annual checkup with my doctor and I'm sitting in the doctor's office and, uh, you know, she's behind her computer and she kind of peers up aside and she says, what happened to you? Immediately I start freaking out. It's like, oh, great. Here it is. Here's the, this is, you know, yeah. Yeah. Why? What, what, what are you reading behind there? And she says, well, she goes for the last 10 years, I've been fighting with you on your A1C. She goes, it drops significantly and I'm diabetic. So that's my blood sugar uh, levels. She goes, your weight is is significantly down. She goes, your cholesterol went down. She goes, I'm looking at your face and you're actually, you, you, you're not as stressed as you normally are when you come in here. And I'm like, well, I wasn't as of 30 seconds ago when you started talking to me. <laughs> uh, but she says, she goes, all your numbers are going down. She goes, all of a sudden, you know, in the six months that I last saw you, she goes, this dropped significantly. She goes, what did you do? And I'm like, I just, I kind of been walking dogs. That's you know, the only exercise I've been getting and everything. And, and, you know, we, we, you know, I told her about the five pets that pet sitting business we had. And she says, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because this is, you know, she goes, this is what we've been fighting for, for you for like the last 10 years. She goes, it's, it's having an impact. It's having a positive impact. 
Mm. So I thought, oh, cool. So I went home and for the rest of the afternoon, I'm just sitting there thinking about this. And I'm like, you know, you have that, what am I doing with my life? You know, kind of conversation with yourself. So Christy comes home and she asked me, you know, how the doctor went. And I told her everything. And I said, I, I think, you know, I might need to change careers here. I said, it's, you know, it's going to be a significant change. I said, but it's, you know, that there's definitely a need. I think if we grow this, we can definitely get the business in the area. It's definitely needed here. I said, I think I can make, you know, a go of this. Um, she looked at me and she says, if your ego will allow you to say, I used to be a lawyer and now I'm, I'm a dog walker, she goes, I'll support you. And I'm sitting there thinking, there's worse things I could be called. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think being a dog walker is an improvement over a lawyer. So, uh, you know, she sat down and she, she supported and she goes, yeah, she goes, let's, let's make a go of this. She goes, I've noticed you've been a lot happier. You've been less grumpy. You've been less irritable. Um, she's, I noticed a significant change in your health. She goes, I'd like, kind of like to keep you around for a few years. So, um, she goes, let's do this. So that's how we, that's how we got started. And then, you know, I, I kind of put the practice on hold and started focusing on, uh, you know, building up, you know, my pet sitting business. I think that's the first time I've ever heard doctor's orders as the reason somebody started their business. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. And so, Kevin, do you think do you think it was it was the kind of work that you were doing, the the physical activity, or 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 something else involved, or maybe a, a lot of other factors um, that that kind of made that shift internally for you? You know, that's hard to say. I mean, I I think it was you know I I've I've always had dogs my entire life, so I've been a big you know dog lover, and, and I've had cats too. So all the cat listeners out there too, I'm not. You know, I'm not prejudiced against cats. I do love cats too. Uh, so I think it was just the fact that, you know, it, it's a business where I knew what I was struggling with, with my pet care. Uh, and I was actually providing a good service to other people. Uh, I've always believed that it, what is that thing, you know, uh, be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, so I thought, you know, this, this is what internally for me, it was like, I want to be this change. I want to be able to help people with their pets because I know the struggle I've had. Um, and you know, being a lawyer was, you know, was kind of stressful, um, especially being in the criminal defense field. Um, and the last few years, I just haven't been happy. And, you know, I think, I think with the pandemic hit, I think everybody had that. What am I doing with my life? You had plenty of time to sit there and think about what you're doing with your life. So I think that was for me, it was more of a, you know, is this the time, is this the universe telling me it's time to change, do something different. And, you know, if I, if I didn't have the struggles with my pet care, I probably wouldn't have gone down with this path. Hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't. It wouldn't have had that need, and that's we we see that a lot too with just clients of they don't have a problem until they have a problem, and now all of a sudden they're looking for a solution. And in our own lives, you don't know what you don't know until you are all of a sudden faced with this decision or the circumstance where you're going, oh, uh, yeah, how do I overcome this, or what does this look like for me? Right, right, exactly. And that's what it was for me. It was just it was a struggle of trying to trying to solve my problem. And I found a solution to solve my problem and everybody else's problems too. So as a criminal defense attorney, that's, there are a lot of skill sets in there. How, how have you, or what have you brought over into your own business or how has that helped you uh, in, uh, I can imagine the, uh, the meet and greets are very intense, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it's nice that I don't have to go to a jail to meet my clients. So that's, <laughs> That's always a positive there. Uh, but I think I think the biggest skill 
you know, my lawyers is the, the communication skills. Um, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of my, my criminal clients, I did what they call low severity felonies. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't defending murderers or, or, or rapists or anything. I was, you know, it was more drug users. It was more, you know, people get to get into fights, you know, and a lot of times it was somebody's, it's their first offense. So they're freaking out. They're scared. They, they don't know the system. Um, so my job was just, you know, part of my title was counselor. So I had to sit down and, you know, okay, let's, let's calm down. Let me explain everything. Let me explain what we can do, how we can do this. Um, and, and this is kind of a weird way to put it, but I see a lot of similarities with people and their pets, you know, they, they, you know, especially those that are new to pet sitting, you know, here's a perfect stranger coming into their house. They don't know, you know, you know, is this guy going to take care of my pets? Does he know what he's doing? So I knew how to identify the pain points that my clients had and be able to discuss those, um, you know, rationally, calmly, and just say, listen, here's what I'm going to do. And here's how I'm going to do it. And this is, and and the end result is going to be this, and this is what we're working to. So I think, uh, you know, just being able to calmly, rationally discuss with the clients is one of the skill sets that I had. I wasn't expecting that answer, uh, but it's fantastic because you're right. How many people call us scared, nervous to the people who call us and go, I've never done anything like this before, Uh, which I'm sure you heard a lot from your your clients as a lawyer. I've never, this has never happened to me before. I don't know what's going on. And right. They come in scared, not knowing how it works because they're used to calling their mom or a a neighbor to come over and they they understand that system. And this is a, a whole weird world for them and being able to present them and and sometimes we can i know we can get self-conscious about the number of steps that we have clients have to jump through and what the process is but what it takes is just calmly presenting that to them of going this is just the normal right this is what this is and this is how you're going to i i can imagine that gives a lot of people a lot of peace and 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 helps with that trust process too exactly exactly and that's that's my goal with the people is uh to get them to know like and trust me because you know as a pet sitter, they're entrusting me with two of their biggest assets that they own. Number one, their pet, and number two, their house. So they're they're scared. Um, you know, a lot of you might think that oh, they're needy, they're you know, they're high maintenance and everything. But you know, I step back and it's like these are the questions I would be asking a pet sitter if if they can't it, you know if I went to them and. You know, my wife and I are big helicopter parents when it comes to our dogs. I mean, my wife so much more that, you know, when we were in New Orleans, she was freaking out the whole trip, you know, are the dogs okay? You know, because we, we had actually boarded them at the time. Our regular pet sitter wasn't available. And she's like, oh my God, are they, are they okay? What's, what's happening with them? She couldn't, she couldn't enjoy her, you know, really enjoy being down there. And, and that's what I try to to solve for the clients. Like, look, you, you spent a lot of money and time in this vacation. You know, you, you you're excited about it. The last thing I need you doing is worrying about your pet. So that's why it's always constant communication with me. And and I think that's the biggest focus that I had when I started this is being able to communicate with the clients. You know, send them the updates, send them pictures of the pets, tell them what they're doing. Um, you know, find something funny that they did. Hey, you know, the, you know, they were, they were chasing each other in the backyard and, and, you know, these sort of things. So that way, when they get the updates, they can say, okay, I feel better. I'm going to enjoy my vacation. One less worry, one less stress I have to worry about. So it's, it's more of a, a stress, you know, reliever that I try to provide for them, you know, and but doing that is not, you know, looking at your clients and saying, oh, they're so needy. Oh, they just want, they want everything or, or, 
you know, they're impossible. Uh, because you know what, I'm, I'll be the same way, you know, when, you know, when I leave my pets with a pet sitter. So I understand where they're coming from. And I always sit there and try to walk in the other person's shoes to get their perspective on life. And then that's how I approach them. Well, I was going to ask how, how, where do you start with that? You come in, you're going to meet this client for the first time. How many touch points have you had up until that, uh, up until that meet and greet? And then for you, like what, how are you processing what they're saying to you? And how do you start organizing that, all that information? Well, I mean, I, I developed, uh, you know, with the meet and greet, um, I developed a checklist uh, of things that, that I want to know, you know, taking care of your pets, you know, you know, feeding schedule, medications schedule, what's their favorite toy, what's their favorite tree, what's the activity they like to do, um, you know, just kind of like, when I'm here, what should I do with the pet to make them comfortable? So I create that, you know, that checklist. Um, and then I, and then I asked my client one question. I said, what is it that you expect of me when, when I'm here? And, you know, I kind of leave it open-ended so that they can give me, you know, some people will say, you know, I, you know, you got everything covered. I, I'm good with this. Other people will just, they'll, they'll go into a long and I'm sitting there taking notes. You know, you know, they're like, oh, you know, if it's thundering out, they'll do this and they'll do that. And and sometimes they like to do this. And if it's windy out, they might be over here. And all I'm doing is just I'm, I'm taking, you know, notes. Ex- exactly. And I keep those notes on a file. So every time I go do another visit, you know, I've got my notebook here and I got my cheat sheets and I know how to take care of their pets. So it's just, you know, it goes back to communication and and listening to what the client's telling you. And also listen to what they're not telling you because some, you know, I've run into some clients that are just like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm a weird pet dad or pet mom or something like that. Nobody's a weird pet mom or pet dad more than me and my wife. So, you know, we, you know, whatever you've done, we've done it too. You know, we've, we've been crazy with them too. So, uh, you know, I try to tell them, you know, just let me know everything you need to know. You know, this is an open forum. It's a safe space. Uh, the more I know, the better I'm going to take care of your, your pet. So uh, everything revolves around just communication and listening. Yeah. And what a, what a powerful question. You know, what do you expect of me? And that's, oof, that's, that is a big question. And many, I know for me, like I hear that question and I'm, I I start immediately worrying. Are they going to ask too much? Like, are they, what are they going to have too high of expectations? Can I even meet those expectations? But until you just put it all out there and let them talk and that follow up of like, then just stop talking and listen and act and take notes and information because then let them be the open book. I, I think I've, I've found that when meet and greets, when I'm at a meet and greet and I'm the one doing the most talking, there's actually less understanding of what's expected of us for the next time that we come over that I need to be talking about 20% of the time um, and asking just pointed direct questions and then listening because otherwise that I have, there's, we have no idea of knowing I'm, we, we then end up assuming a lot of what they're looking for. Exactly. And that's what I'm trying to avoid is by letting them, ex- you know, finding out what their expectations are and then me kind of tempering their expectations. Like, okay, y- yeah, I have no problem watering your plants. Sure. I'll take your garbage out on garbage day and bring the cans back in. No, I'm not going to clean your house. Um, no, I'm not going to cut your grass, you know? So you know, when they, when they tell you what's expected, um, they're up here, I'm down here. So eventually we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll meet in the middle and they understand what I'm going to be doing. I understand what they expect. We come to a meeting of the minds. Um, 
another lawyer skill. That's that's the whole point of you know being a lawyer is you negotiate to come down to you know a good agreement. So my clients understand what I'm providing. I understand what my clients expect. Uh, and, and once you do that, there will be no problems. I, th- I think a lot of pet sitters run into the problem is they don't adequately identify what they can do or find out what their client's expectations are. And that's where you get the the bad reviews. Well, you know, I, I had a bad experience here. I don't want to deal with this client. Uh, and it, it all comes down to you guys just didn't get on the same page. And by asking open-ended questions like that, you know, eventually you'll get down to where you you come to an agreement. Um, you, you know, your meet and greets, my meet and greets usually last about a half hour um, okay. on average. Um, you know, I, I don't like the 10 minute meet and greets because I don't think I got enough information from my client there. So I try to elicit more information for them by just, you know, uh, basically being a lawyer and, and cross-examining them, <laughs> so to speak, um, until I get the information that I need. You you swear them in before you start the whole process. No, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I do that. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this this is meeting all of my expectations. You know, um, <laughs> but you know, right? The the expectations of of the clients. Uh, I I distinctly remember we had a client where we thought as a company we were providing an extended dog walk exploration period for an hour, um, in the afternoon for the dog. What the client turned out what they were expecting was actually an hour of training um and and so we actually got feedback from them of these you know i hired these people for for a month and there was no change in my dog's you know you know training or whatever like this behavior and i was and then we all we realized oh you you hired okay Right. There were some mixed mass expectations here where you thought we were coming into train. We're walking, exploring, we're doing leash manners, we're doing this other stuff. So the dog's behavior improved, but they were expecting a different result after a month. And it was uh, a definitely a realization of ours of going, okay, like we we don't we don't want to hide, we don't want to not ask tough questions because the bad stuff happens on the back end and it happens publicly and you don't want that. And so get it all out there and 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 that's fine that's part of this process. Correct, correct. Just by just by asking these questions and and I always ask um leads into it because I I I imagine I would run into the same situation you did. So I always ask what are the training methods that you've got the dog trained? And then they're like, "Oh, well we didn't get them trained. Can you do that?" Nope, I am not a dog trainer. I don't have the skills for it. But hey, I know dog trainers here. Let me give you one of her cards. She's right around the area. She's really great. They can work on this. And if you need me to, I even offered some of my clients, you know, I'm like, I'll come to one of your trainings free of charge. Um, So that way I could be there to, you know, and it's more of a, you know, kind of like putting my client's mind at ease, you know, so that way, you know, that when I'm on the dog walk, I'll follow the same commands that they're doing. Um, so I've offered to do that with some of my, especially my elderly clients that are, you know, they've, they've got a dog and, and they're worried about, oh, I don't know if I can get them trained. They're, they're just so uncontrollable. You know, let me, let me come over to one of the trainings and I'll help you, you know, and we'll get through that. I said, but I make it clear that I, I you know, I am not a dog trainer. Um, if anybody's seen my Husky, uh, you'll realize really quick that I'm not a dog trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Time to Pet? Claire from Acton Criticizers has this to say. Time to Pet has honestly revolutionized how we do business. 
My sitters can work much more independently because they have ongoing access to customer and pet information without relying on me. I save hours upon hours of administrative time on billing, processing payments, and generating paychecks. If you're looking for new pet sitting software, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confessions. Sometimes we can feel bad of going, oh, I don't want to say what I'm not. I don't want to say what I'm not. I don't want to let people down and I'll do my best. But if that's not who you are, what you are, what you want to provide, you're not setting yourself up for success. Uh, we've even had clients who've called us, and I don't know if this has happened to you, Kevin, where I don't know, or <laughs> they don't really know what they're asking, right? Like they, they kind of are so unsure, so new that they're just kind of, they just go, hey, I've got this dog and... I'm leaving and they stop talking and you're going like, so, so this is where questions come into play. Cause now you have to help guide them into like, what really, like, what do you need? How, what has happened before? So I, I know you offer a variety of services. How, how do you try and guide them to one service over the other, or do you go with whatever they reach out to you and ask for the first, first thing? I always, you know, if they, um, if they're looking for uh, dog walks, you know, I'll ask them, I'm like, what do you, you know, what are your expectations on the dog walk? And most of them are just like, my dog really doesn't like walking. I just, I just need to get him outside, maybe get some play time. And it's like, okay, maybe our, our potty and play visit, which is definitely more than a drop in. I just kind of made another cute, fancy name for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe the drop in visit, you know, we'll take them outside, but you know, they'll go potty. Then we'll come back in. We'll, we'll play some games inside the house. I'm like, yeah, I think my dog would enjoy that more. Well, okay, so well, you know, this service might fit you a little bit more. Um, and you know, and with a potty and play visit, you know, I'll say, okay, you know, I'll check out over your house before I leave, make sure all win- you know windows aren't broken in and everything, and and we'll make sure the toys are picked up before I leave. So, and then when it comes to like, I think we're one of the very few pet sitters out there that actually board dogs in our house. Uh, we only take two dogs at a time, just for safety factor. I mean, you know, with our two dogs, that's four dogs versus two humans. So we have no choice but to play his own defense. So any more than that, and, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get rushed and creamed, you know, by the dogs. Sure. Uh, but I always, you know, I always talk to my clients and like, you know, like, I don't know about boarding and, and, um, and we don't provide overnight stays. So I make sure that they understand that, you know, if they hire me for my vacation care, which is the pet sitting part of it, I'm like, I, I don't do any overnight stays. You know, what I do is I make the three visits a day to, you know, get your dog fed, watered, you know, potty. Um, but I don't I don't actually stay in your house. So I, I make that clear right from the from the get go so that that way they're not expecting me to be in the house. So when it comes to boarding or vacation care, um, we always do a meet and greet when boarding at our house to make sure the dogs, you know, get along. And if our dogs don't, you know, if the dogs don't get along, then I'll suggest, you know, um, we we could do a vacation care. Maybe your dog feels more comfortable at home. Um, You know, we can give those visits. Uh, A lot of people who do the boarding, they, they like it. Number one, they don't, they don't have anybody coming into their house. Uh, They're, they're still that fear of, you know, I don't want anybody traipsing through my house. Um, I've actually, I've actually had one client tell me, I'm like, I'd be too embarrassed for you to walk into my house. (laughs) We're we're, we're not need people. I just, I'd be too embarrassed. Uh, but a lot of people are looking for that, you know, with the overnight, they're looking for the socialization. Um, and I say two of my greatest employees that I have are, are my dogs. Um, they, they always play down to the level of the dog that's staying with us. We had a 
14 year old great day or not great Dane, uh, greyhounds stay with us one day and this dog was just a couch potato it, it yeah i mean it got off the couch go outside go potty to eat come back into the couch and my dog saw that and they're like okay cool he just wants to sleep we'll just we'll leave him alone i mean my one dog will go up there do a quick sniff on the couch make sure they're okay um that that's my dog poe and i always called him he's the uh He's the uh, bed and breakfast concierge. He's always making sure, you know, uh, everything's going on. And then, uh, you know, my Husky Finn, uh, you know, even with smaller dogs, he's very gentle with them. So he'll he'll get on the ground um, and, and let them roll over on him and everything. So this is why we're able to do the boarding is just because our dogs are very, uh, very friendly with dogs and they play down to the level. And I let everybody know that, too. And I always get pictures of this, too. It's like, here's Finn. Here's your little corgi. He's jumping all over Finn, and Finn's having a great time with this. Oh, that's that's awesome, right? And that you have that that kind of connection uh, with and that ability to to provide that. Do you ever do you ever get somebody who calls and asks for for boarding, uh, and and you know it's not going to be a good fit? Do you try and steer them towards the the, the drop in visits and that that vacation care, or, or you know work, how does that work out? Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I always I always do the meet and greet. Even if I, you know, my gut says, eh, I'm not sure if this is going to work. You never know until you do the meet and greet. Um, so if the meet and greet goes disastrous, the dogs don't get along. They're, they're reactive. They're agitated towards each other. I'll sit there and say, listen, we can, we could do the vacation care and I explain to them exactly, you know, what that involves. Um, and if I had a few clients like, okay, yeah, maybe that'll, maybe that'll work. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. You know, we, we like you, we like your business philosophy and everything we do that. Um, you know, you get the other people like, well, I'd rather have somebody staying in my house. Okay, fine. Let me refer you to somebody who I know that does overnights that, you know, I would trust. So, uh, I try to keep a, a referral network of other pet sitters. Number one, those who provide services that I don't do. And number two, those are the service areas that I don't. So it's, um, it's important for me to keep that network going. Uh, along with dog trainers and everything else. So yeah, I do. If, if, if the boarding doesn't work out, I do try to steer them to the, to the vacation care that we have, if that works out for them. So sometimes they, they, they take it up on it. Other times they're like, well, no, maybe I'll just, uh, maybe I'll contact one of your overnight people. Cool. Great. You know, I solved the problem for you, even though, you know, we're not doing business together, but I'm a problem. I'd like to be a problem solver. And I did that. And the reason why I do that is because, okay, I might not get their business, but maybe this person might refer me to somebody else. You know, they might say, Hey, it didn't work out for our dog. Cause our dog just, you know, doesn't, doesn't get along with other dogs, but he does boarding. So, you know, um, and he steered me in the right direction. So maybe this is somebody you need to contact. So, uh, even though it's not an opportunity today, it could be an opportunity tomorrow. So that's why I try to, you know, keep those lines of communication open and just helping people with their problems, even though, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't put money in my pocket. Who knows? Six months down the road, it might. Well, and that it is that that being a problem solver, being a resource, and really viewing ourselves as as a, a way to get people connected with that community. How, how do you reach out to that that referral network and go about finding those people? Because I know that that can be that's a little scary sometimes for a lot of people is to think, oh, I don't want to talk to them because they may feel, feel like competition or they might not like me or I might. How do you approach building out that network? Well, the first thing I do is um, I, I join my local chamber of commerce, which has been, you know, huge for me. Uh, but I, I look at other, you know, I look at my competition that's out there and, you know, I, I look at their websites and I'm like, you know, they, their philosophy sit, fits with mine, you know, and I reach out to them. And I say, hey, listen, 
you know, I, I'm kind of a solo pet sitter here. Uh, I, I've you you provide services I don't. You service areas I don't. I'd, I'd like to sit there and talk and see if there might be a business you know connection here, something that I'd be able to refer. And always make it about me referring to them, not them you know referring to me. Um, I always believe in a philosophy that givers gain, and so I I make it like I might have somebody you know in the future that that might need your services that I can't provide or area or even I'm too busy to take this client on. And I'd like to be able to refer to them to you. Um, those pet centers that get it, they're like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'd like to talk with you too and, and reach out. You know, other ones are like, and I can understand their thinking. They're like, uh, what, what do, what's his angle? What's he trying to get at? Um, so those people, I'm like, look, let's let's meet for coffee somewhere. Well, you know, I'll buy coffee and let's just let's just talk about our practice, our, our business and everything. And um, so that way, you know where I'm coming from. And you know, yeah, I'm not trying to steal business from you. I've I've got business of my own. But I'm trying to help you out and maybe somewhere down the road you'd be able to help me out. This is what you know referral networking is all about. And I'm a I'm a huge proponent of networking out there, especially with with other pet sitters, vets, dog trainers, pet stores, everything that touches the pet industry. When I hear when you're talking through that process of look at your business, find the gaps, find where things that you don't offer, things where you don't service, and then find other people that fill that. That's usually the easiest ask for somebody is to reach out and say, hey, you do something I don't, right? Then it's, we're not, we don't feel like we're stepping on toes or there's a lot of overlap. And then you can kind of fill in from there. But for reaching out for those first couple to build your confidence, to start that network, finding those gaps is is really one of the, I, I really appreciate that you pointed that out. Exactly. And, then, and that's how I went about it. It's like, I don't provide overnight. So I'm looking for pet sitters that do. Uh, because there's people that want me to do overnight stays. Um, there's, I've, I've had people contact me who are an hour away because they've read my reviews and everything. And, and they like my, you know, I, I just recently, I had one that, that wanted to talk to me because of my fear free pet sitter certification. And, but they were like an hour away. And I'm like, I can't, you know, I said, realistically, I'd have to charge you the hour trip there, the hour trip back plus a half hour visit. I said, you're looking close to hundred dollars a visit. I said, that's, that's crazy. I said, you shouldn't have to pay that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I said, but let me, let me find somebody who might be fear free or, or fear free like out there. So I did find one pet sitter that was in the area. I'm like, you know, they are, they're pet sitter international. They're, they're, uh, they're the certification on there. They do have some fear free training. I think these guys would be a good fit. I've talked to them myself. Um, we've, we've discussed business together. I said, if they were coming to my house, I would feel very comfortable having them take care of my dog. So, so they handle your area. I trust them. Uh, if you trust me, you, sh- you should trust them too. So, and that's what I did is I identified areas and, and services I didn't. And then I went out and looked for those people and just slightly told them, I said, I'm looking to fill gaps in my business. And, and I told them, I said, I'm not looking for a referral fee or anything else like that. I said, I'm, you know, and, and a lot of people will kind of like raise their eyebrows at that, but I'm like, no, seriously, I'm I'm trying to be my goal is to be a problem solver because if I solve this guy's problem, he's gonna remember that. And maybe he mm-hmm. maybe he becomes or he or she becomes your customer, but I know he's got friends and family that might be in my area. And he's gonna say, Well, you know, he helped me out. He's over here. This is the area he does. Um, you know, when you help somebody else, that that can never be a negative. You mentioned that you joined the Chamber of Commerce. Why was that important to you to do as as your business? The way I looked at it, it was more of a, a community 
um, community belonging. Uh, when I was a lawyer, I joined Chamber of Commerce. Commerce. Um, in fact, the same one I joined as a lawyer, uh, which was always interesting when I when I finally showed back up at the meetings. Everybody remembered me as a lawyer, and now they see me as a dog walker. So uh, those were always fun conversations to have. Uh, but I, it was it was more of a networking thing. It was the sense of community, uh, you know, getting to know other people in the area. And I was looking at it more so. It's like, okay, I'm starting a brand new business here, and I've got a lot of questions. And you know, I mean, I need website help. I need you know probably IT help eventually. So it was more of a not networking my business, but what are the needs for my business, and how do I go about finding people to help me with my business? Um, so through that, I was able to find, you know, a guy who built my, who, who redesigned my website. And that's been a huge game changer for us. Um, I've also found, uh, you know, friendship, friendship and, and camaraderie. Um, my, for example, my, my wife loves wine. I mean, she loves bottles of wine and one of the guys in my networking group owns a local winery. So that's been a great connection because I sent my wife over there. She gets her wine. She loves it. So it's been, it's been helpful. Uh, but mainly it was just uh, to belong part of the community and and to get myself known out there in the community. Uh, also, not being known as a lawyer anymore, but hey, here's, here's the dog walker. Here's the pet sitter now. So that's why it was important to me. Yeah, we were talking about community as pet sitters, getting to know other pet sitters, um, you know, joining Chamber of Commerce. What you're doing then is you're getting to known as a as a business owner. Like just period in a statement, like that's you're you're joining right. kind of that group, you're networking with them, and it not it might not be just for all straight referrals, um, but it's growing recognition, growing legitimacy. You're learning from other people at the just running a business. Then you need your kind of so it's kind of like I need my group of just random business owners, and then I need to, my group of pet sitters, and I need my family and friends, and finding these places of where you can fit in and go for certain questions and to discuss the issues that you're facing. Right, right. And um, what I discovered is <clears throat> when I first joined this chamber, I looked around and, and uh, you know, they didn't have any pet sitters there. So I got real excited. I'm like, I'm the only pet sitter here in this group. This is going to be awesome. I'm going I'm to, you know, I got real excited and everything. And I told my wife about it. I'm like, we got to join this. There's, there's no other pet sitters. This is awesome. And my wife is always the, uh, she's, I guess she's the yin to my yang. She's always the, well, why do you think there are no other pet sitters? in this, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get all this business and she's kind of tempering me to like, well, wait a minute, maybe there's a reason, maybe there wasn't a need in this thing. I'm the kind of person that'll like, Hey, let's jump off this ledge and see what happens. <laughs> and my wife will kind of peer over the edge and say, yeah, there's no water down there. There's a lot of jagged edges. We, maybe we should sit back and think about this. Yeah. Um, so she's always been the, the good to temper me down. Um, and she didn't, she didn't discourage me from joining the chamber. She just says, Temper your expectations. She goes, I don't want you to get disappointed, you know, if it doesn't work out. Uh, and she's, she's, we've been in it for, we're going on our second year as a member of this chamber. And she is very excited. She's like, it, it ended up being a good choice. It ended up working for us. She goes, but my whole point was to don't get too excited like you always do. <laughs> I know you work, you work closely with your wife to run the business and, and to, to, to be successful. You mentioned a few times of kind of your personality differences and how you view stuff. What is it like working with her uh, on, on this business? Um, it's, it's, you know, I, I'll, I'll agree. It could be a double-edged sword. Um, she still has her regular job. She's a manager at a local um, Chrysler dealership. Okay. Uh, so she handles more of the, the marketing and, and the business business end of it. Um, 
So she handles our, our Facebook, our, our, you know, marketing materials, everything else. I, I go out and play with the dogs all day, as she says. Uh, but she's, you know, again, it was our personality where, you know, I'm like, you know, let's get on this. Let's do this right away. She's like, well, just go. Let's think about this for a minute. Let's, you know, think. And, and she has an MBA. So she understands, you know, the business end of it more than I would. And, you know, so she, she kind of tempers me. She kind of, you know, grounds me and says, step back, sit down, relax. Let's figure this out. So she's, she's been really good at that by handling the business end of it that, you know, I, even though I'm a lawyer, I never really had a business background or anything like that, you know? So, um, you know, I don't understand marketing. I don't understand accounting. I don't understand, you know, all this other stuff. It's like, you know, I just want to get out there and walk dogs. And she says, well, there's back end stuff that we got to handle. So this has been a good division of, of, of labor for us in, in running the business. And then she, uh, she backs me up whenever I, you know, if I can't make, like if, if we're doing a, uh, a pop-up event or something and there's, uh, walks or visits that have to be scheduled. Um, uh, I always tell her, I said, well, do you want to, do you want to work the event here? Talk to the people or so you want to walk, go walk these dogs. Every time it's always, I'm, I don't want to talk to people. I want to walk dogs. So she's not really a people person. Um, but I kind of am. So this is, this is another fit is that, you know, if we, you know, if we got to be in two places at once and I got to deal with the people, she sends me to do that while she goes, walks the dogs. So every time I do a meet and greet for a walk or a visit, I always schedule them in the evening so she can go with me. And then I introduce the client to her and say, listen, I'm probably going to do 90% of these things, but there's going to come a time where I can't, or I'm sick. Christy here is going to take care of it for you. Um, so that's why I want you to meet her and I want the dog to meet her also. How does that introduction usually go? Um, are people surprised to see both of you or are they generally excited that you've got your, you know, that you're working together? I always tell them that I'll be bringing my wife, you know, when, okay. when we set up the meeting. I say, I say, I'm going to bring my wife with me. And I tell them why. I said, because she's my backup. Um, she's also owner of the business. So you're going to meet both owners. And, uh, and most of them are like, oh, wow, okay, that's that's pretty cool. You know, um, that way I don't have to set up another meet and greet. And, and yeah, my dog gets to know her. Um, so again, um, comes to dealing with people, I'm the one doing the checklist and everything else. And she's in the other room, you know, playing with the dog. Uh, but you know, most, most people are like, that's smart. That makes sense. It makes me feel a lot better because one question they always, they will always have is like, what happens if you get into a car accident and you can't visit with my dog? And I'm like, here's my backup. And she understands that if I'm on the way to a hospital in the ambulance, that she needs to cover my visits first before coming to the hospital to see me. I said, you're not a doctor. You can't do anything there. So make sure the visits are done and then come see me in the hospital. Um, <laughs> so I make sure, but uh, you know, it, it doesn't get that bad, but I explained to him, but you know, if I'm sick or, or something happened to me, she's going to back me up. Um, so she needs to know the routine and everything. So, you know, when you hire me, you're hiring her too. So we work as a team. So that's why it's important for my clients to, to meet her too. Even when I do the boarding uh, overnight or meet and greets in my house, I schedule those so that she can be there so that the client can meet my wife because, you know, come evening time, if I've got to do drop-in visits, she's going to be here watching your dog. And it's important for you to know her and be comfortable with her. Because if you're comfortable with me, but not with her, you know, it's probably not going to work out. And really thinking through that as, as a business owner, and this is part of that communication to the client. Right, of building that no like trust factor that you started talking that you talked about earlier, Kevin, of 
this is who we are. This is how we approach these problems. This is how we solve things. This is how we operate. And if you are listening to this and you, you know, you don't have a spouse or a significant other that you can lean on for this that's involved with this, at least taking some time to plan out who your backup is and not being afraid to have that conversation with the client. Because at some point it is going to happen. Like just emergencies happen, tires go flat, engines explode, traffic happens, you get sick. Like you, we, we know those are an inevitable thing that's going to happen in life. So we need to have a plan and then we need to communicate that plan with the clients before it happens so that they know what, what they are getting into. Exactly. And um, I think, you know, maybe a month ago, you had you were talking to Amy Sparrow. Um, yeah. and, I, and I absolutely love Amy. And she was talking about her emergency plan. Um, and it, it got me thinking, you know, after she's, you know, I mean, well, we don't have hurricanes in Michigan. Um, so it's one thing we never have to worry about. But I, I started thinking, it's like, wow, what happens if both of us are in the hospital? What's going to happen? So and that's what we've been working on ever since then. It's like, okay, and that's why it's important to network with other pet sitters so that they can be your backup. You know, hey, listen, if something happens to me, can I, you know, can we work out an arrangement where, you know, you might be able to back me up and I'm gladly able to do that to you. We used to do that as lawyers all the time. You know, if, if I had to be in three different courts, you know, it was impossible. So I would call up, you know, another lawyer and know, like, hey, you're going to be in this court. Yeah. Hey, can you get an adjournment for me on this case? Yeah, no problem. I'll cover it for you. Uh, by the way, are you going to be in this court next week? Yeah. Can you cover this for me? You got it. Um, so that's what I'm trying to develop with with other pet sitters. It's like, look, if 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 you're overloaded, you know, I'll help you out if you help me out. And and this is why I don't look at other pet sitters necessarily as as competition, but I I look at them as as partners also. It, yeah, it, it is. We're, we're partners in problem solving. Is really what that is, and finding Correct. and growing that network helps us. Help it, it helps us. It helps them. It helps the pet owner. And at the end of the day, we want the best care possible for that pet, whether it's with us or somebody else. Like that's that should be our goal. Absolutely, the pet comes first, always. Absolutely. Our friends at Pet Perennials make it easy to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct-to-consumer gift model that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches our client or employee on our behalf. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. They also offer an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate a pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business gift perks account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. Since the service is used on an as-need basis, there are no monthly or annual obligations or minimum purchases. Learn more at PetPerennials.com. That's PetPerennials with two N's. Check out that business program or register for that free gift perks account by using the link in the show notes. You mentioned earlier about how if you're going to an event, you may have to split up and go one way or the other and kind of giving up those responsibilities. You do a lot of events. And, and I was curious, like, why those are important to you and really how you make the most out of them. Because I'm, I know a lot of people go like, well, I'm not selling anything. And how do I what do I bring? How do I what do I do in this in this space? Yeah, we just started doing those this year. Um, what I was trying to do is is just kind of it's another presence to get my name out in the community. 
So uh, one of our local uh, pet stores that uh, my dogs absolutely love going to started doing these um, adopt and shop events. So what they would do is they would set up an event where they would bring in a rescue, um, you know, cat and dog rescue. And they would say, come out, um, adopt your next best friend, come check out our vendors. So I got involved in that because, I mean, number one, I wanted to network with the rescues. Um, always wanted to see if there's something there that I could do to help them to be, you know, a service to them. Uh, you know, my goal is to empty the shelters. So whatever I can do to help that, it's good. So I was looking to network and yeah, we don't sell anything, you know, we're not selling a product. So it's hard to gauge, you know, how successful with this, what this event is. Um, I always look at these events because it doesn't cost me much. I mean, most of these events were like, it was 50 bucks and the money went to the shelter. So, you know what, I'm good with that. You know, uh, you know, I give, I give more than that in those little, uh, donation jars, you know, every time I see a pet shelter anyway. So I looked at that like, if I was able to get my name and, and my services in front of one person at the event, it, it was a success for me. So I was able to talk to somebody. So that's what it was. It was, it was, you know, Hey, I'm Kevin with Planet Paws Pet Care. Here's what we do. And a lot of people are like, yeah, I need a, you know, I need a pet sitter or, or I never thought about this. Or, you know, we get to people like, um, you know, like, well, I got family that do it, but, but it, it'd be good to have a plan B, which always, always make sure you have a plan B if you're going on vacation with your pets. Um, yeah. You know, we do the same thing. We have a plan B. Um, we're actually working on a plan C in case that doesn't work out. <laughs> so when I, when I do the events, is my, my goal is just sit there and, and, and engage and talk to people. Uh, and then again, it goes back to, you know, where my wife isn't really a people person. Uh, she comes there and she's, she's good at setting up my booth. She's good at, you know, okay, this has got to go here. The cards should go here, brochures. You're good at that creative. Like I just throw everything on a table and it's like, okay, yeah, I was to win this mess here. Oh yeah. Here's a brochure. Yeah. Here's a card. She's got everything organized. That's where her skill is. Uh, my skill is just being able to talk to people and, and tell them what I do, how I do it, how I can help them, how I can solve their problems. Uh, and again, if, if I can't solve your problems, I probably know somebody that could too. So. That's that's why we started doing the events. It's just more of a it's a way to get our name out there. It was able to network with other shelters um, and other pet vendors. So we have um, we have a lady here locally that uh, makes homemade pet treats. Uh, my dog absolutely my dogs. I mean it's it's like dog crack to them. I mean I cannot <laughs> give them any other treat but these treats. So I was able to develop a relationship with her, and we're working on some events for next year together. Uh, there's another lady that makes, um, dog mom products locally here that we had a relationship with, and she invited us to some of her events that she's going to do. Uh, and so it was, the event wasn't necessarily like, how many dog walks can I get out of this? How many overnights can I book? It was more of who did I network with? Who did I talk to? Whose name, uh, who, who did I get my name in front of? So that's what we go with the events and doing this. Um, and you know, like I said, most of the time, these events, um, you know, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon and, you know, with the division of work that we do with my wife, sometimes I'll work the event myself. Sometimes she'll come out. Um, so, you know, all it does is cost us time. And when you're networking, um, when it comes to networking, time shouldn't be a cost uh, at all. So, so it's, it's for us, it's important to get out get our name out there and network. Yeah. Well, and, and part of that, too, is as you're, as you're talking is I know a lot of pet sitters get frustrated that not a lot of clients and potential people in the community know about pet sitting. They don't know that we're a thing. And one of the ways that we can take ownership of that as being business owners 
is to be more visible in the community and helps raise awareness of what options are out there that we exist that we're a thing and this helps yes us it, it helps the industry at large is doing some more educational outreach of hey you know you don't always have to do you don't always have to call your your mom you don't always have to take them to the kennel if you don't want to or if they're sick like we are uh, a, a way to take care of your pets if you, if you didn't know that here's some more information so it, it does there's there's just so many benefits from that. And, and as a business owner, when we think we do think about numbers, we do want to count things. We do want to look at bookings and inquiry increases and all that is important. Yes. But then there are this other stuff of there's a little bit more bigger picture things that we need to keep in mind too, when we are involved in these kind of events. Right. Right. And for me, it's, it's important to, because we do get the people who are like, Oh, well, you know, I got my neighbor kid that can come in and, you know, let my dog out. And it's like, Okay, it's great that you got that, and, and yeah. it saves you money probably and everything else. Um, but some things to think about, you know. Um, let me tell you about me. I'm, I'm pet first aid CPR certified. Uh, I'm also a NAPS certified pet sitter, so I understand. Um, I, I can watch your pet and say, "Hey, something's not right here." Uh, I got to contact you and say, "Hey, maybe we should get them to the vet because they're not looking so well." Uh, Fear free certified pet sitter. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to just reach underneath the, the couch, grab your cat and say, come on, it's time to eat, you know? Uh, so I tell these people, you know, there, there is a, there is a professional aspect to what we do and, and think about it. I mean, your pet, you know, for the most part, your pet is your baby and, you know, things have changed over the years. I mean, I, you know, I grew up in the seventies and eighties and, you know, I mean, you know, the pet was just, it, it was, it was dog, you know, I was like, all right, put the dog out, you know, we didn't, we didn't really treat them as family, but it, it has changed over the years that they have become part of the family. Um, so I try to, to tell them the professional aspect of this, you know, it's like, you know, my dogs are the most important thing in the world to me. Uh, you know, they're the most important thing to my wife, you know, we're not going to do anything to jeopardize them. And that's what I try to say. It's like, we're going to treat your pets like we treat ours. And if anybody follows me on Facebook, you know, that my dogs are the most spoiled things in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forget where I found I heard the statistic, but 70% of pet owners would forego medical intervention in their life if it meant they could pay for medical intervention in the life of their pet. That 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 is yeah. that that changes the conversation when we are talking to people who are that dedicated to the pet in their home. That changes the language we use, how we empathize and sympathize with the problems that they're having, and a lot of times they don't know what their options are and and just presenting to them what we can do for them. I mean, there was one time where I, I took a call from a, somebody and he, quote, just wanted pet care, right? And I that word just kind of triggers me a little bit because I'm like, ah, we don't just anything. Like, ah, we <laughs> we kind of over-engineer everything. And I went through and I rattled off you know, all these things and he went, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And I like those reactions as a business owner because I'm like, right, you don't know what we do, but we have to tell people about that and realize that they have pain points that that we can listen to and we can speak to as well. Exactly, exactly. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, you know, as a lawyer, I'd always get these, hey, I got a quick and easy case. Okay, well, that tells me right now it's not quick and it's not going to be easy. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, my dog's easy to deal with. I'm just like, okay. So I go ahead and ask the questions and everything. And and because we're like, ah, I don't know if I should pay your prices because my dog's so easy. So, okay, I'm going to turn this into an opportunity. So I ask questions, you know, relating about their dog. 
And then I explain to him what I'm going to do, you know, oh, my dog, you know, yeah, he's got severe anxiety. Okay, well, that's not so easy then, is it? Uh, but once they realize what I'm doing for them and how I can provide for them, then they then they see the justify the cost. So, you know, my advice to anybody, it's like if anybody sits there and, and they're like, oh, you're, you're too expensive, turn that into an opportunity. Because basically what they're doing is they're asking you, they're asking you, why should I, why should I buy from you? You know, why should I buy from you rather than, you know, my neighbor who will, you know, do it for an ice cream cone? Well, here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity to show what you can do and why you're worth that money. Really viewing that opportunity and, and not getting offended, which is hard, right? It was hard. I mean, just last week I had a lady say, well, no offense, but that's way too expensive. And my first, I, I, boy, I really, I, it, it was, I've had a, I had a long day uh, and I was kind of at my wits end, but realizing like she doesn't see the value. And so I need to view this as an opportunity to educate on that value and see and let her know kind of where, where we're coming from on that. And, and you're absolutely right, Kevin, like that's, that is an opportunity that you have. It doesn't always work out, but it is an opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, you, you, you can't get offended. Um, and, and I guess that's one thing I learned at a law, as a lawyer, you know, um, you got to have a thick skin. So you come into this. I mean, if people are, I mean, there are people who are just going to be absolute price shoppers and that's okay. That's not your target market anyway. You know, uh, if, if the person is just looking to, to go to the bottom number, well, you're not at the bottom number. So that's okay. That's cool. That's, that's what you want to do. That's not where I'm at. We don't have a meeting in the minds. We'll both go our separate ways. Uh, but but don't get upset. Don't get offended. Use it as an opportunity to sell yourself and your services. One one thing that I know you, you did recently, Kevin, is you actually started a, a Facebook group for for pet owners in in your area. And, and I was curious why why this was something that you wanted wanted to do and, and kind of how it's been going for you. Okay, yeah, uh, we just recently started that. Um, you know, it, it started with uh, part of our other other service that we do is, is we rep the, um, the paw tree food and supplement line. And so I started doing these online events regarding that. And I saw those people had these, you know, join my whatever VIP group or something like that. And I started thinking, I'm like, this is a great way to communicate with people because I, I I've noticed that, you know, with my Facebook page, I post stuff on there. I'm not getting the, the response or the traction that I would think. Um, so I started this Facebook group and I, and I called it Planet Paws Pet Club. Um, and it was just a way for me to, you know, Hey, let's, let's talk pets. Let's, you know, show picture of your pet, you know? So, you know, I try to post funny memes. I, I post articles I see, um, you know, I think I'm up to about a hundred members in there, I think. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm sharing all this stuff with a group of people. And I think I'm getting more exposure than I would to the Facebook page and I'm getting more engagement too, which is important. So we've we've been doing this for a couple of weeks now, and it's been really successful because we're getting a lot of people like, you know, I, I love seeing other people's dogs and cats. So I encourage them, you know, hey, did your dog do something funny? Let's see a picture, you know, um, show us a picture of your dogs. I, I, I want to see everybody's dogs. I want to see everybody's cats. Uh, and that's just dogs and cats. But, you know, I mean, if you got a bearded dragon, you know, throw that up there. You got a snake, a spider, whatever, you know, whatever you're showing, you know, show love for your pets. And let's let's see that. And it's just more of a, you know, kind of a laid back easy way to discuss everything that we love and, and then that's our pet mm. 
I see how that c- connects again to really everything that you're you're working on, Kevin, is is getting people connected, connecting people to people and connecting them to resources and information and really kind of viewing this this holistic approach to look, it's not just the pet care when I'm in your home, right? Like there's so much more here. There's a community of of services have products here that can help you as a pet owner. And and as you've said multiple times, Kevin, like you want to be a problem solver for people. And the the, the more touch points that, that you have with, with somebody in your community, whether they use your services or not, the more likely you are going to be able to help them. Right. And, and it's a way to, you know, show everybody. It's like, you know, I'm an expert in my field. Um, this is what I do. And and show them other things. Like I'm I'm a big fan of the whole dog journal. I've I've had a subscription to that for years. So I'm constantly sharing articles from there on the group. And it's like, and I've had a lot of people like, wow, my dog suffers from that. I better get him into the vet or I better get this checked out. Thank you so much for sharing. And that makes me feel good because I helped somebody with their pet. I mean, they didn't know that their their, their pet had this issue and now they're going to get that issue taken care of. And it's like, who knows? I, I might've, you know, uh, that's so much going on and say, I saved this dog's life or this cat's life. But, you know, there's something there that they're going to, get taken care of just because I shared a simple article that I read. And I thought, hmm, this is interesting. People might want to see this. Kevin, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today and walking us through your journey and how you continue to reach out and help people and grow that community and network and just stressing the importance of that and how it benefits not just us, but everybody involved. Um, I'm, I'm, I just love your story, and I'm so thankful for the time getting to talk with you today. Uh, for those listeners who want to follow along with everything that you do, reach out, pick your brain. Um, Maybe I, I was going to say ask for legal advice, but that's not what they're going to ask you about. So, <laughs> uh, you know, just just get to know you and, and ask for advice and, and running the business and stuff. Uh, how best can people do that? Well, they can uh, they can always reach me through Facebook. Um, it's uh, Kevin Johnson. Um, you know, you'll you'll be able to see it. You know, there's a picture of me and my wife, my two dogs and my um, banner photo is my booth that I have set up. So uh, I accept everybody as a friend so they can friend me on Facebook. Uh, they can reach me through my website. It's planetpausepetcare.com. Uh, I'm also available by email. It's kevin at planetpausepetcare.com. Uh, those are all the best ways to reach me. Okay. Well, I will have links to that in the show notes and uh, so people can click right through those and uh, start following along with all the cool stuff that you are doing. Kevin, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to, to talk with us and share today. I've, I've absolutely enjoyed every, every moment of it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. One of my favorite parts of my conversation with Kevin was when he said givers gain, specifically when talking about building a network and reaching out to other people. When we approach relationships with a giving fashion, we will gain reputation, clientele, community status, brand recognition, you name it, humbly approaching those relationships with a giving attitude will be a win for everybody involved. We'd like to thank today's sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials, for making today's show possible, and we really want to thank you so, so much for listening. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. I'm <laughs> sorry.